from the heart of the Nipty Radio Recording Studios, high above 107 Columbia Street in the heart of uptown downtown Albany, with both eyes on Eagle Street. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nipty Practice Tips. Welcome everyone to this latest edition of the Nipty Practice Tips. Today we have a special presentation by Amy Litwin from the Bronx District Attorney's Office who's going to be speaking to you about Penal Law 6012 and the authorized dispositions and alternate sentencing that is available in domestic violence cases. One of the many interesting aspects of this is that a domestic violence victim who is the defendant in the case will be subject to a reduced sentence based on his or her status as a domestic violence victim. So without further ado, here's Amy. Hello, New York State. My name's Amy Litwin, and it's such a pleasure and honor to try my hand, or rather my voice, at one of Robert Dreyer's NIPTI practice tips. Today's topic includes the revisions to Penal Law Section 60.12, Authorized Dispositions, Alternative Sentence, Domestic Violence Cases, and the creation of CPL 440.47, Motions for Resentence, Domestic Violence Cases. Well, this will be the focus of today's practice tip. Also be aware that supportive amendments were made to Penal Law 70.45, CPL Section 450.90, and CPL Section 390.50, Subsection 2. Collectively, these changes and creations are also known as the Domestic Violence Survivors Justice Act. For context, I'd like to start by taking just a minute or two to discuss what the law used to look like. Under the prior penal law section 60.12, alternative sentencing guidelines, or rather more lenient sentencing guidelines, existed for a defendant who committed a violent felony offense pursuant to penal law section 70.02 subsection 1, in which a determinate sentence was authorized, and who is the victim of physical, sexual, or psychological abuse by the victim or intended victim of such offense. The abuse needed to be a factor in causing the defendant to commit the crime. In addition, the offender and the victim or intended victim needed to be members of the same family or household or have what we refer to as a 53011 relationship. That's CPL 53011. Specifically, this includes persons related by blood or by marriage, persons who are legally married, formally married, have a child in common, and persons who have been in an intimate relationship. Under the prior law, there were exceptions to these alternate sentencing guidelines. These exceptions included sex crimes, Penal Law Section 130, and A1 and A2 felony offenses. Under the prior law, there were simple sentencing guidelines provided by the statute for the substitution of a lesser indeterminate sentence in lieu of the determinate sentence prescribed by Penal Law 70.02, subsection 1, following a hearing. The new law went into effect on March 14, 2019 that is, the revisions to Penal Law Section 60.12. And a lot has changed. There still exists an alternative sentencing guideline following a hearing on pending cases for offenders who have also been victims of domestic violence. A notable difference is the fact that the conditions that qualify an offender for such consideration by the court have been expanded. First, let's discuss eligibility based on the type of offense committed. 
Eligible offenders include those who are being sentenced to a felony offense, violent felony offense, second felony offense, or Class A1 or A2 drug offense. There are some exclusions. Excluded are Penal Law Section 125.26, Aggravated Murder, Penal Law Section 125.27, Murder in the First Degree, and Penal Law Section 125.25, Subsection 5, Murder in the Second Degree, where the murder is a sexually motivated offense and the perpetrator is 18 years or older and the victim is less than 14. Article 490 offenses are also excluded. Those are terrorism offenses. And SORA offenses are excluded, those in which a defendant must register as a sex offender, as well as an attempt or conspiracy to commit any of these offenses. Second, there are three prongs or requirements which the defendant must meet in order to be eligible for an alternative or rather more lenient sentence. The defendant must show that A, at the time of the instant offense, the defendant was a victim of domestic violence, subjected to substantial physical, sexual, or psychological abuse inflicted by a member of the same family or household as the defendant, as that term is defined by CPL 530.11, subsection 1. Again, this 530.11 relationship includes persons related by blood or by marriage, persons who are legally married, formerly married, have a child in common, and persons who have been in an intimate relationship. The defendant must also show that B, such abuse was a significant contributing factor to the defendant's criminal behavior. And lastly, the defendant must show that C, having regard for the nature and circumstances of the crime and the history, character, and condition of the defendant, that a sentence of imprisonment as a felony offender, violent felony offender, or second felony offender would be unduly harsh. If so done, the court may instead impose a sentence in accordance with the guidelines set forth in Penal Law 60.12, replacing the normal sentencing guidelines by a more lenient alternative. To reiterate, abuse must occur at the time of the instant offense. It must be substantial, and it need not cause the criminal behavior, but rather be a contributing factor to it. The court must make its determination after a hearing. At this hearing, the court shall consider oral and written arguments, take testimony from witnesses offered by either party, and consider relevant evidence to assist in making its determination. The statute also informs us that reliable hearsay is admissible. Any order issued by the court must also contain written findings. It will be important for the prosecutor to investigate any claim made by the defendant, to determine the validity of that claim, and also to present any relevant evidence to the court during the required hearing. You should also be aware that Penal Law 60.12 specifically states, a court may determine that such abuse constitutes a significant contributing factor to the defendant's criminal behavior, regardless of whether the defendant raised a defense of justification, other defenses involving a lack of culpability, or extreme emotional disturbance. In other words, a defendant could be examined by experts who determine there is no valid psychiatric defense or a jury could determine that under the law, the defendant has not succeeded in presenting evidence to support a psychiatric defense. A jury could also find that the people have disproven the validity of a particular defense, and a defendant would still have an opportunity to litigate or to relitigate the impact of past abuse on his or her criminal conduct in order to seek a more lenient sentence. It is also important to reiterate that while the old law was intended to permit alternate sentencing for victims of domestic violence who committed violent felony offenses in which the victim or intended victim was their abuser, the new law is no longer specific to cases of domestic violence. 
perpetrators of a large number of felony offenses who meet the requirements of the statute can seek a more lenient sentence. While the statute is titled, in part, Alternate Sentencing for Domestic Violence Cases, this may be a bit of a misnomer. Some possibilities include the following. The gunpoint robber of a neighborhood grocer could claim the psychological abuse by an intimate partner was a contributing factor to his criminal or her criminal conduct. The defendant in a vehicular manslaughter case could claim her intoxication at the time of the offense was the result of her response to physical abuse perpetrated by her father, and that therefore the abuse was a contributing factor to her criminal behavior. A victim of domestic violence at the hands of her boyfriend perpetrates a crime against someone other than her abuser may claim that the abuse was a significant contributing factor to her criminal behavior. And an offender who attempts to murder his girlfriend could claim that the psychological abuse perpetrated by his father was a significant contributing factor to his criminal behavior. In each of these scenarios, the offender could request a more lenient sentence. But it is important to remember, again, that the abuse that's being alleged must have occurred at the same time of the instant offense, and it must be substantial in order to meet the requirements. So what do these alternate sentences look like? They are more lenient than those required by the previous 60.12. We know, for example, that a first-time be violent felony offender faces a minimum of five years and a maximum of 25 years. After a 60.12 hearing with a determination in the offender's favor, a judge could sentence this offender to a minimum sentence of one year and a maximum sentence of five. If this be violent felony offender is a predicate felony offender, we know that the minimum sentence available is eight years and the maximum is 25. Under the 60.12 sentencing guidelines, a judge could sentence the defendant, one who meets the requirements, to a minimum of three years and a maximum of eight. If this be violent felony offender is also a violent predicate felony offender, we know that the minimum available is 10 years and the maximum is 25. Pursuant to Penal Law 60.12, a judge could sentence an eligible offender to a minimum of six years and a maximum of 15. Those are just a few examples to help to give you a sense of what the alternatives look like. While Penal Law 60.12 provides some of the guidelines for the applicable alternative sentences, the guidelines for alternate sentences for first-time felony offenses and some predicate felons are generally found within the sentencing guidelines for the felony drug offenses. This concludes Part 1 of the Domestic Violence Survivors Justice Act. Stay tuned for next time when we'll discuss CPL 440.47 and the way in which this new statute allows for retroactive application of this new Penal Law 6012 and potential resentencing for offenders who are already serving their sentence. Thanks so much for listening. Good day and good luck. Thank you, Amy. We really appreciate your taking part in the Nifty Practice Tips presentations. Thanks, as always, to our crack producer, Jonathan Marconi Crispino. And to all of you out there, be well and stay ready, my friends. Oh, you want to live.